that gets me every time. What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka uh, the hot dog hero, aka uh, don't warm my my pop tart up. I like it cold. <laughs> <laughs> AKA <laughs> AKA the truffle butter champion. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Alright. You know what actually I like that. It kinda lightens up. You know. Uh, I don't even know what you call it really but nonetheless bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights um, why do I sound echoey is that better I think so a little bit uh, Switches Sights uh, my solo gaming podcast where we talk about pretty much everything gamer related and whatnot, news and current uh, events and all that good stuff. So, um, today's date is September 26th, 26, 2019. Um, I think I said before, this is episode 24. So, I mean, there isn't really any number for episode 24. I don't know what I, why I try to make that significant, but you know what? Hey, we'll, we'll say it is, um, fair amount of interesting news, at least that I thought or caught my attention that I think uh, I'd like to discuss and uh, get to the bottom of. Let me move my uh, boulder up so you can see me. I'm just, I'm slouched though. I'm slouched though. Let me uh, adjust the cam a little bit. That's better. I like that. Um, yeah, so uh, probably the biggest news that came out this week uh, was, I guess, first and foremost, the state of play, which I know we talked about yesterday, last episode, um, that, you know, everybody's like, oh, like, clearly it's going to be Last of Us focused, which arguably for the most part it was. Um trying to think of something else yeah for the most part it was mainly last was focused even though they also um whatchamacallit they also um you know announced other titles and stuff like that um some things that stood out it was this one dope game from the from the uh the the event and i can't remember it was it I'm keep thinking Gungrave, but that was uh at um Tokyo Game Show. It was some game that looked pretty dope. Actually, no, I think it was LA Noir VR. I think that was it. Yeah, so that seemed pretty cool. LA Noir VR. I'm not sure. I hope that's the title. That just rolls off the tongue pretty good. That if that's not the title, that should be the title. Um, <laughs> Should be the title, <laughs> the title, <laughs> like a little kid, <laughs> little kid asking for a game that he not supposed to play at GameStop. Uh, uh sir, 
can, can I play the Kaido? <laughs> I would like to play this Kaido. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You cannot play this. You you need to get out the store, actually, because uh, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, guess, I think that was the standout game. There were a couple other games that I guess didn't really speak to me, but I can definitely understand it. It was this one game where it was just like a lot of people, it seemed like some very weird extroverted form of uh, Sim City to an extent where you're like controlling populations of people and then you're like making them funnel and all this weird stuff. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm try. I can't really wrap my head around it, but um, yeah, I liked it. I appreciated the creativity of it. So, you know, it was cool. It was all cool, you know. Um, what else? Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, maybe forgetting some. But that's all that really caught my attention. Uh, wasn't really much else that really got to me. Um, I know they did seem to focus a lot on, uh, VR still, which is good. I mean, not saying that like a uh, VR is unsuccessful in terms of PlayStation or whatever, but for what it was, it was, it was pretty successful. I mean, pretty, uh, interesting that they're still, you know, pushing it. I, I guess that's the biggest, maybe bigger question. I mean, I think VR has found its market or, you know, has found its like a uh, niche market, if you will, but doesn't necessarily feel like it's like, you know, major or super substantial or, you know, essential to have like for a typical, typical hardcore gamer, what have you. I don't know the unofficial term of it or whatever. I don't, I don't even know what you, would you want to even say it? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, but Obviously, the biggest uh, takeaway from this uh, this state of play um, was The Last of Us Part 2. We finally got a new trailer that showed us a hell of a lot more information uh, in terms of all the, the juicy deets of uh, kind of what to expect with the game. So I'm trying to recall from looking at the trailer... Um, I guess I'm just going to come out to what like really caught my attention. Um, you definitely still got the sense of like, you know, violence and brutality, which, you know, I, I did like, um, you know, our, uh, human sides, our, um, primal sides, um, have been desired, not desired, been satiated. That's probably a better word, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Uh, dogs, dogs, that whole aspect was cool. And um, you also get the vibe that like uh, everybody is way more intelligent, and more like focused now. So they're not as um, I don't know. I mean, it, even in the first last of us, they weren't at they weren't dumb or stupid necessarily, but uh, you know, as long as you understood the patterns, it was kind of reminding me of, you know, Splinter Cell and, uh, you know, other stealth games of that ilk where there's more so, um, you know, recognize their pattern, get their pattern down, then, you know, take advantage of the pattern when they, you know, go back and repeat it and then you take advantage of it or whatever. So in that aspect, it was, uh, 
it was refreshing to kind of see that different take on it. And apparently, um, uh, this may be kind of somewhat, uh, maybe influenced by, uh, I was watching some of the videos of some of the media, uh, I, I guess apparently got to play the game. Um, I'm assuming in like some, some private event, uh, for press and whatnot, press and media, um, or that, I guess they apparently played three hours of the game to like get a full gist of everything. And, uh, you know, I believe what they said in a couple, like I was watching easy allies and, um, I think naughty dogs were, uh, own trailer about it that, uh, it was like some interesting stuff, which I guess I kind of said, but they all also put in a trailer too of, you know, um, you know, the dogs and like the intelligence of, you know, communicating with your, uh, teammates, um, you know, that are nearby and you get more of a sense that everybody's, uh, kind of, of a pack mentality, a pack or brotherhood, or, you know, kind of knit family, if you will. Um, I also heard, uh, a detail that apparently like everybody in the game has a unique name, like enemy wise. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, where, you know, like, I guess, uh, I think there are some examples like, oh, damn it. They shot, they shot Dale. Damn it. Oh, oh they're going to pay, which they kind of did in the first one. I, I recall, like, I don't think they necessarily acknowledged their name, but they did, you know, acknowledge like, oh man, they got them all. And then, you know, you kind of felt the remorse and kind of a sadness and, and, you know, uh, guilt and all that of the person that found the dead body or whatever, which was cool too. So all that, I mean, you know, did come, come to some extent from the, from the first game. So, I mean, that was totally fine. Uh, at least story wise is it, it was a lot to digest. Um, they did show like a new enemy type. I forgot his name specifically, but from it, what it looks like, it was like, uh, it was like a left for dead, uh, smoker, I believe where, uh, it, it exudes this gas, whatever. Um, which I'm assuming you probably want to stay away from in general. I guess that's essentially the rule for a lot of the enemies just to stay away from them. Uh, well, what was the one, the bloater and mainly the bloater and the clicker. Well, unless you, uh, got the skill to kill him with a shiv and all that good stuff. But, I mean, of all that, that was pretty cool. Uh, they, I think I saw horses in the trailer, so it's pretty apparent that you're probably going to do, um, that may be a fair part of the game where you'll use your horse and maybe potentially upgrade it. I think somebody rumored saying that that might be an option or something like that. Uh, I actually, no, I think that was like a troll post, but I could see that being a possibility. Um, also, considering the game, that was one other detail they released that is going to be two damn discs. That is crazy. They said this is going to be the biggest game they ever made. Um, so considering The Last of Us, the original Last of Us was give or take 20, 25 hours to complete. It felt like at least from what I remembered, I played the I played it on normal. I guess I technically played it three times. I played the original PS3 three release and then played it again on normal on the remastered for PS4. And then, uh, I want to say, 
next to hardest that the mode that's next to the hardest mode. Um, I forgot what they call it, but played it that way as well. I'm actually encouraged to probably potentially play the hardest mode, maybe stream it. We'll see. Um, for that. So, um, I definitely got a good gist of the story and kind of like the, you know, the whole vibe and intention of the story and all that good stuff. Also checked out recently a, um, it was in a thread on, on reset era. Somebody mentioned, uh, the video of a press conference that, um, uh, the director writer of the last of us, uh, Neil Druckmann, um, he made, he did like a, keynote about pretty much um the design aspect and you know the whole process of uh kind of like making the last of us two from a, like you know game creator standpoint and uh some of the kind of things that are maybe scrapped out or you know ideas uh that eventually you know formulated to this game being what it is or what it is now um, and also, uh, clearing up the ending, even though he technically kind of made it subjective in terms of how you interpret it, he still did kind of squash, uh, everybody's, I guess, uh, misconceptions with the ending where, you know, Basically, I'm not going to try to super spoil it, but I guess minor spoilers here and there. Um, I spoiler spoilers for for original Last of Us. If you haven't played it for the last six years, uh, ooh, was it even seven? I think it was seven. I think it came out in 2012, maybe 2013. I forgot. Either way, you had a lot of time to play it by now, so. So towards the end where, you know, um, I'll still try to be cryptic as, as much as I can. But uh, when Joel, uh, you know, does something to one of the characters in the game um, and then uh, he's confronted by Ellie about it. Um, and then, you know, she responds with OK when basically essentially Joel lied to her about it, that he he was that mm, I guess her interpreting her interpretation of okay where it was like a fairly reasonable pause before she said that that like uh, I think a lot of people interpreted that she thought it was okay she like knew he was lying but she accepted it um, in terms of his intentions were in the right place in some sense um but actually, Neil Druckmann confirmed that is the total opposite that in her head that she totally wrote in her head, in her mind that uh, she can't really be with him anymore, um, you know, throughout the journey or, you know, I guess, presumably into The Last of Us Part Two uh, because of what he did and, you know, uh, stripping her of that choice to make that decision. If, you know, if she choose to or wanted to or whatever. So kind of with all that, um, I found that pretty interesting, fascinating. This was like in 2014, mind you. So uh, it was roughly, it seemed to be kind of fresh off of, um, you know, 
the release and reception of the game. So maybe it was 2013. It had to be 2013 then in that case. I think June 2013 ish. I want to I recall. Um, So, yeah, I mean, with that, um, I just found that interesting. And then I guess how that comes into play now in terms of uh, part two uh, it's probably the best moment of the uh, trailer, in my opinion. Towards the end, pretty much, you know, Joel comes in. He's like, "Hey, you need help, kiddo." I'm paraphrasing, but you know, uh, looks like uh, you can't do this alone, kiddo. You're gonna need some help. Whatever. Or did he say, "Baby girl"? Like, well, gonna need some help, baby girl. <laughs> that's what he. That's exactly how he said it. <laughs> baby girl, it looked like you're gonna need some help. <laughs> I got your back. <laughs> I got your back though. Don't worry. Don't worry. Joel's here. Joel's gonna take care of it. I'ma kill anybody I have to to protect my girl. Um, sounds like oh yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't really rule out a lot of the um speculation that uh Joel might be dead in this one or we find out maybe in the story that he's going to die. I mean, that's a given, I guess, for any game, really, that, oh, who's going to die? Who's going to die? I guess it's pretty apparent that somebody's going to die and that, you know, the they said the theme for the first Last of Us was love, and then in this one is going to be about hate. So, obviously, I mean, I can only, I, uh, the most obvious kind of, um, catalyst for hate is in a lot of times death. So, I mean, um, I know, um, as we've seen in the previous trailers, like the E3 one of last year that, um, Ellie, uh, Ellie has, um, you know, love interest, uh, presumably at least from what the trailers kind of suggest. So, uh, in the trailer, the recent trailer now they, you know, show she gets taken away or, um, captured, and then she's on her, I guess, part of her journey is to save her as well. Um, but, you know, we don't know what happened. So, you know, it seems to be somewhat hinted at that maybe that's a possibility that, you know, she could be killed. And then, you know, maybe that starts the whole trail of hatred. I'm going to kill everybody. and They all going to pay like John Wick. But instead of a dog, it's it's her. It's her love. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot of that that seems to be coming into play with the story and then you know it's this seems to be this whole new faction the fire well they've been existing for the from the first one but um you know they seem though i guess presumably changed now they're more advanced in some ways and shapes and forms um and then i do like that you know they give you the vibe that it's still that mixture of enemies in terms of like you know human enemies as well as you know the uh infected and you know how there are they they have shown how they've been more decayed as the time has passed now too in terms of you know um, being realistic in terms of you know being infected for this long and now in this times time frame that they uh, have kind of shown that age and how how the infection will you know decay your body even more considering the time between the first one and this one coming out, I guess on top of that, the time is going to jump presumably because they, you know, hinted at that in the first one too, where you kind of show 
uh, the origins of Ellie's mom, as well as, you know, going into present day with Ellie. So, man, how they're making it seem to be, especially considering the length, two discs. That is crazy. Two damn discs of content. That is ridiculous. That's a lot of content. Two discs, two Blu-ray discs, mind you. I know, you know, typical DVD format. I know 10 gigabyte format is 50 gigabytes. Or when you mix the two hundred gigabytes, that's a lot of data, a lot of content. So with that, they also talked about, um, I guess in a recent article with us gamer that, um, last of us two won't have multiplayer. So uh, I guess they said in an interview, um, with, uh, Kathy McCarthy with, um, the designer, uh, Lee game designer, Amelia Schatz that, um, pretty much, uh, I'm going to try it out somewhat. Well, I guess we'll quote it directly. We're focusing on a single player experience. So we're just making a single player game for this. Shet said during the event, um, when asked about what sort of form the previously confirmed multiplayer mode would take, uh, reply was correct. It is a single player game. Uh, Sony representative subsequently clarified over email as well. So pretty much that kind of, at least at the time confirmed that, okay, no multiplayer in last of us two, at least at that time I was like, okay, maybe they're just going to release some DLC later, um, down the line. And then, you know, uh, give people a chance to soak up the mo- the single player for what it is, which I think I always appreciate with like, you know, releases like um, Grand Theft Auto five and Red Dead Redemption two. Uh, you had a pretty substantial amount of time to like just absorb the single player, get it out of your system. And then when the multiplayer drops, you'll be ready for it. And you're not not feeling this kind of weird anxiety like uh, uh, multiplayer is out, too. But I want to be behind and get my rank, get obliterated by people that are higher ranked than me already. And, you know, stuff like that. So kind of the FOMO of, you know, um, that kind of turmoil between single player and multiplayer, which I always seem to have with a uh, call of duty, call of duty. I'm more a little bit tame about it, but in general for games that do have both single player and multiplayer that I enjoy, um, it is always a battle where it's like, you know, that, that, that FOMO, that FOMO is real where, you know, you want to do both, but you can only have time for whatever. But I mean, essentially my rule of thumb is always play the single player first. I think it's a really good extensive tutorial as well as to what expect as to what to expect in the multiplayer as uh, also. So, you know, you kind of get a feel for all the guns like Call of Duty, for example. So like when Modern Warfare comes out, I'll probably I'll always it's kind of like a tradition, really play the single player first, kind of get a feel for the game and kind of the mechanics in the game, which more than likely almost always transfer to uh, multiplayer. You know, in terms of, you know, obviously they will save a lot of aspects and uh, assets um, by copying and pasting what they did in the single player for the most part, obviously with some, you know, scripted events and stuff. But, you know, you get a sense of the feel of of the weapons in in the case of Modern Warfare and, you know, um, get get a whole general 
just just of how the gameplay flows to an extent. I mean, obviously there's going to be apparent differences and stuff like that, but in general, I always like that. Um, I always get, I always feel more fulfilled. I mean, like I got, I see multiplayer is like my reward for beating a single player, personally at least. So, but yeah. So I mean, um, I'm totally fine with this. At least initially, what they said. Uh, about it. I'm like, yeah, i more than likely is going to come later at some extent. That was at least what my speculation was. But, um, then like later on, we did find that, you know, they are still hiring for multiplayer gameplay programmers and, you know, multiplayer, uh, related staff, uh, specifically for, uh, the last of us part two. So that pretty much still holds some kind of, hope that there was going to be multiplayer. And then finally, uh, at least toward the end of the day, Naughty Dog responded to all the, uh, I guess, I guess somewhat backlash. Uh, sure. Backlash. I, I think a fair amount of people were unpleased by it. Um, so, uh, what they said specifically on Twitter, uh, in terms of their statement, we wanted to address multiplayer in the last of us part two, as we stated, the single player campaign is far and away the most ambitious project Naughty Dog has ever undertaken. Likewise, as development began on the evolution of our factions mode from the last of us part one, the vision of the team grew beyond an additional mode that could be included with our enormous single player campaign. Wanting to support both visions, we made the difficult choice that The Last of Us Part Two would not include an online mode. However, you will eventually experience the fruits of our team's uh, online ambition, but not as part of The Last of Us Part Two. When and where it will be realized is still to be uh, determined, but rest assured we are as big a fan of factions as the rest of our community and are excited to share more when it's ready. Naughty dog, <laughs> AKA guys, we've heard you. <laughs> oh man. It, it cracks me up how that applies so much to like the game industry in general, man. Uh, it gets me every time guys, <laughs> we've heard you rest assured. You'll get the uh, multiplayer that you've, uh, you've known and I've been accustomed to. Don't don't fret. So, um, yeah, so that's that's pretty that's that's relieving. I'm totally fine with, you know, the multiplayer coming out later at some point, whether it's like going to be an add on component to the last of us part two. That's free, which ideally would be the best scenario, or it's just going to be an add on that you maybe have to pay more for or just a totally separate game that you'd have to um, purchase separately. Um, hoping ideally is just to add on to the last of us part two. That will make the most sense since in more than likely some way it's going to still try to incorporate itself in the story as the first one did. So I don't really see them trying to separate it too much in that, ex in that way. Um, yeah. So I, I honestly think that, yeah, like maybe six months post-release, maybe more we'll eventually see some, um, what it comes to be and then, you know, be able to play it and have it in our hands. Uh, but ideally we'll love to just have it free DLC, you know, when it's ready, um, which I'm totally fine with. Cause personally, I thoroughly love that, uh, multiplayer mode. Uh, it was so unique and like cool. 
just the progression, you know, uh, with the, you know, managing communities and <laughs> the Facebook integration and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. Like <laughs> people you never talk to like, oh, man, I'm sorry, man. You got you got you got a uh, dysentery. Damn. Ugh, well, look like you did. Oh, man. <laughs> What's ironic, too, is that. <laughs> You felt more bad for the person in the game than the dude on Facebook. Oh, man. I found that super funny. That that was so damn funny to me. It's like, oh, damn. Oh, you died from lack of food. and uh, But I, I could care less about you on Facebook. I barely know who you are. Oh, man. Oh, that was funny. That was funny in general. <laughs> Just thinking about that. <laughs> oh man. But in general, in terms of just general gameplay, uh being able to pick up and scavenge supplies and craft and then you, you know, it kind of felt like an interesting blend of Uncharted and Counter Strike in a weird way. Uncharted Counter Strike and yeah, actually I can't think of anything else. Um I guess maybe slightly, slightly Gears of War with, you know, the executions and stuff, which is just always fulfilling to me, loving gruesomely decimating your opponent after you've beaten them. There's nothing more fulfilling than that. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, so yeah, uh, but all in all, totally fine with, uh, you know, multiplayer coming at a later point, uh, give us all, uh, time to soak in and, uh, kind of, um, you know, I guess engulf ourselves in a single player campaign and then be ready and, uh, you know, uh, kind of keep that retention with the last of us after, um, with, uh, releasing the multiplayer component, uh, which I think actually is, uh, better. Yeah. Not, uh, you know, I think I said earlier, but this is definitely the better option. Just staggering the releases, um, getting people to play the multiplayer that may be, um, the single player that wouldn't otherwise play it. If, uh, the game came packed in with it, I think it's a great decision. I think it, uh, you know, just helps people, uh, to play and, you know, um, you know, absorb and not feel this, you know, like I was saying earlier, FOMO to try to play the, um, play the, uh, multiplayer first over the single player and, you know, kind of lose out on, you know, a lot of the last of us. Uh, I doubt last of us has all those people that like just directly avoid the single player and play the multiplayer. I don't really see people, uh, for this type of game doing that, um, more so call of duty, uh, maybe gears to an extent. Um, but I don't know. Last of Us is such a strong story piece. I don't see people doing it, but either way, um, they made that decision for us. So, um, totally fine with this. I'm happy they're at least continuing the multiplayer and that we will see, uh, the evolution of what it becomes, um, at some point. So thank you, naughty dog. You made me so happy today or this week, really. Um, also, man, them, them damn collector's editions. <laughs> looking nice. Looking nice. That Ellie's edition. Looking, looking great. Looking great. Um, 
yeah, I'm very excited, very uh, anticiously. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> anticiously. <what do> you mean? <laughs> it's like anx- anxious and mm, what's the other one? anxious and anticipating anticiously waiting for uh, Last of Us 2. And uh, oh, I forgot, I didn't mention a release date of uh, February 21st, 2020. Very weird. Why would it just, well, I guess it's probably on a Monday or a very inopportune release date. Um, actually, let's look it up right now. What does February 2020 fall on? What does it fall on Thursday? Some games are released on Thursday. Technically, it does release on Thursday. Doing it well for us in the um uh, the West Coast, but um, eh, either way, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, twenty twenty twenty. I mean, that's it. Only comes every you know, every like what. BC or <laughs> every BC or something. <laughs> uh, I guess there's next, there's the year after that 21, 21, 21. No, no, because no, two. What am I saying? What am I saying? Uh, two twenty twenty, two twenty twenty. I guess two twenty one twenty one though. If you want to get the kind of a uh, vibe going, <laughs> why am I even talking about that? Actually, it's important, you know. Uh, this, is a, this is a monumental event when a game comes out, a special day for for the release and celebration of the release of this game coming out. It's a beautiful thing. Um, in line with that, I guess staying in with. Um, state of play news. Um, there was an article released this week uh, by Jason Schreier of Kotaku, um, talking about the um, box art of Final Fantasy VII. Or, yeah, so in basically Square Enix released the 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 box art or final box art maybe for the standard edition. I'm assuming it's going to be maybe slightly different for the collector's editions or what have you. Um, that basically, uh, in his article, I'm super paraphrasing that, you know, basically he feels that, um, given that pretty much it's pretty, oh, what's the word kind of, uh, ambiguous in terms of how this game is going to release in terms of, um, parts because uh, they did confirm, at least this was back in like 2015, I want to say, that it is actually going to be in parts and not going to be the full game that you knew and loved from, you know, what, 20 years ago now? So um, basically the argument that Jason is making in terms of this article is that he feels that it should be um, a part series so it should be final fantasy remake part one episode one or something like that um i'd have to disagree with the article though um it did you know spark a interesting conversation in terms of 
content like this and what have you, but I don't know. I feel like it would kind of be at least I'm, I'm going to try to put my marketing hat on not having any, uh, you know, experience being in, um, in marketing, mind you, but, um, at least from a marketing standpoint, if I have final fantasy remake part one, um, as the official title, I feel like it would instantly encourage people to basically wait. I mean, well, obviously there's going to be people that are going to include myself that would play it is going to play a day one, but for people that maybe are in the middle between final in, in terms of final fantasy, in terms of like their, I guess, attachment to it. I feel like they would, um, they would be like, uh, well, I could wait until all the episodes come out and then I'll play the full game or wait till the full edition comes out or whatever, which is valid. But I mean, obviously I think that would, you know, detract from the sales, at least from a, from a sales uh, standpoint, you know, um, but I guess from a blatantly honest standpoint, for those that aren't familiar with the game, you know, previously in the PS one days. Yeah, I, I get that, but I don't know. Um, and it might be something it'll probably be acknowledged at least like on the packaging. So like probably in the back, maybe like <laughs> super small wording, uh, this game is actually a part of a series that's going to come, you know, in whatever dates. And on top of that, I don't think that, uh, square Enix has even figured that out fully what they're going to do with, with, uh, the series as a whole. Obviously I would hope maybe they're just lying to us or string us along and that this actually is the full game in full. That's probably wishful thinking at the most. Um, but, um, you know, otherwise, uh, they, you know, from the trailer they recently released, at least we talked about last episode, uh, this is, they're definitely overhauling, adding a lot of stuff, making this a legit remake. Um, and you know, just going, uh, and you know, in terms of the content, they said it's going to be a full blown game. So, I mean, considering that, I mean, uh, I don't know. And then on top of that, I guess the argument I made is that, um, they, well, I guess they did say or confirm it's going to be a part of the, of the whole series. But a part of me feels like maybe it would, you know, the later parts would be like somewhat DLC or, um, components you add to the main game to some extent. Um, so I mean, I don't know if you put it that way, technically the, 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 the standard title we have now should still remain that, you know, it would just add, you know, this, uh, section one or two or something like that to the main game or so. I don't know, but overall, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't know. You like, you don't call gears of war one gears one. Well, I guess in terms of retroactively, but like when it came out, you didn't call it Gears One because obviously, I guess you didn't expect, you know, that it would have a sequel, um, depending on how successful it did or not. Um, so for this one, 
I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't be a good choice to just blatantly say this is episode one. You know, other ones are going to come later. I can't see for the people that are unaware that, you know, it would be me misleading, but that's a very low margin of people that have never one have never played Final Fantasy four. So, I mean, Final Fantasy seven before. And if you aren't and, you know, this is your first time playing Final Fantasy seven. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's still like a very low margin in my opinion. Well, like I would assume that obviously if you're into this game, you've had a, you know, uh, immaculate experience uh, beforehand with it in the PS1 or maybe the recent, you know, releases or ports on uh, the current consoles. But I don't see, I don't know, some person like, oh, man, I never played Final Fantasy 7 before, but this one's pretty cool. I guess maybe you have some people that don't like uh, the graphics or were totally off put by the graphics of Final Fantasy 7 when it came out. And then, you know, come now with the graphics and, you know, everything that they're really into and want to try it out. So from that aspect, I can see that. I can see that. That's a. I guess that's a valid angle that they would have there. But overall, I feel like just saying Final Fantasy Remake 1 or Part 1 or something like that, I don't know. I feel like would not be uh, do it justice. And then on top of that, I don't know. Maybe they're like <laughs> Square Enix has some maybe contingency plan or something like, you know, what if this totally fails and which I highly doubt. Um or, you know, there's just maybe uh, they're taking this as an opportunity to kind of maybe um, see how people perceive uh, the game after it comes out, how it's being, you know, received by folks, maybe uh, drop in on Twitch streams here and there, people playing the game and all that stuff. And then maybe actively uh, see based off that what people didn't like, did like, and, you know, maybe try to switch it up from there or something like that. I don't know, but either way, they, they don't really have it, I guess, planned or set in stone anyway, how they're going to approach it. But man, I would, it would be a dream that they actually had the whole game complete. And it was just a, you know, at least at the time, maybe as a fail safe, um, something they had to do, but now they realize that, you know, they fully got the whole game realized and before it comes out, it comes out. So I don't know, but nonetheless, thought it was a pretty interesting article uh, to kind of discuss and, you know, bring uh, attention to, but uh, at the same time, no, Jason Schreier, he has a totally valid point in terms of article that, you know, for unaware, they obviously would be like, what the, well, and there's that other aspect too that like if they do if they did try this game that they would be fine with it where it would stop because they never played the first one because obviously those would would be the people that would technically be misled or I guess you know the hardcore fans that don't really follow the game and news like that too so either way yeah it's still a valid point um, but I think, uh, it's still a full, full blown game. And then for the next one, they plan to come out. That could be, you know, obviously episode two or final fantasy remake 
uh, explore um, past Midgar or something like that, you know, whatever type they're going to name it or something. But I guess that's that's the thing, too. We don't know for sure how they are actually approaching it. They basically, you know, had some semi confirmation that they are. It is going to be a part structure. But, you know, I don't think they necessarily confirm that it's going to be a legit separate game um, or, you know, it's going to be additional DLC to the main game, which would maybe add credence to why they would keep this the same title, which I guess that's outside of it being actually the whole game when it releases in uh, February. Um, I guess maybe a, a pretty good runner up would be the fact that it would um, uh, basically, you know, be a DLC type deal where, you know, uh, episode two is available right now or something like that. I don't know, like at like, you know, what the PlayStation five reveal or something like, I don't know. Um, I think that feels like the most likely option where, you know, you paid full for the game, but you're actually, you're going to get the content. Um, you know, you got the first part where, you know, say shit, you obviously know how the story ends or whatever, but you know, see what they did different. That's kind of the twist now. And then, you know, when each one comes out, you'll kind of still be engaged, have some time to kind of reflect, uh, absorb the gameplay story of each part. And then, you know, when a full one comes out, probably going to be like a Final Fantasy seven ultimate edition or something like that. Or if, but then again, they won't let you have to pay for it. It just probably be on like what six disc or whatever, depending on how they're split it up in the length of the later content or whatever. So yeah, it's a big, it's a mixed bag of stuff. Just a mixed bag of stuff really, you know, but all in all, hey, either way, we're getting Final Fantasy remake. So I think that's the more that's the more important and uh thing uh thing we need to be focused on and I'm totally thankful for anyway, uh regardless of this. So I mean for what that's worth, um that's great. And man, this box art is just so good. So good. Just like HD version of the PS1 cover. That's great. What more could you ask for a Final Fantasy VII remake? <laughs> no, I'm getting adamant about that. I'm just sorry. This is this is this is happening. It's happening. What we've wanted for so long is becoming a reality. That's just great. <laughs> That's just fantastic. Um, in line with uh, or staying in line with the uh, state of play news. Um, during that event, I, one thing I did forgot forget. Uh, was Modern Warfare. Um, they revealed uh, the trailer, a story trailer, which looked pretty dope. Um, you know, typical Modern Warfare, but you know, some interesting twists. Uh, I guess the biggest thing that stood out to me towards the end was like, I think Captain Price shot a dude on his team because he hesitated, or I think he was supposed to be on our team, or he was from their country, but helping us or whatever. I don't know the angle there, but Duke shot the dude. He looked like he was on his team, but he hesitated. And then Captain Price shot him like, oh, okay. We're getting into modern warfare now in 2019, how, how it plays or whatever. So I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> Just shot to do a, hey, it's either you or me. It's either them or me. All right. I'm, I'm going to take you out. 
you don't do your job, I'm gonna take you out. That's apparently what happened. But um, yeah, along alongside that with the trailer, they revealed that um, there's a, a a game option that's PS4 exclusive until October 2020, aka when the next Modern Warfare generally comes out. So pretty much uh, after the wave of the latest Call of Duty is done and people moved on, move on to the next one. Um, kind of, uh, uh, dare I say, choice by uh, Activision or PlayStation or, you know, maybe the combination of the two. Uh, since we heard back last week that they did confirm that all the multiplayer maps are going to release um, normally across all platforms, you know, to uh, obviously support the crossplay initiative and not have any, you know, uh, disparity between the platforms or whatever. So... I guess the outside, I guess the unfortunate, I guess, uh, consequence of that, uh, since, you know, uh, maps used to be exclusive for PlayStation for a certain amount of time, generally like a month, I think was generally the standard, uh, at least from the previous call of duties. Uh, but now as a trade off that, um, the multiplayer mode spec ops, which is generally modern warfare's, I guess, answer to, um, Activision zombies mode, uh, where basically it's kind of like, uh, well, actually more so a rip off of gears five, uh, horde mode, this mode specifically, uh, the general spec ops mode, at least, um, you know, being our base of ref- reference from uh modern warfare two is that it is, uh, you know, a set amount of missions where you do, I guess, pre-scripted missions where you have a particular objective where there's two players and you generally cooperate uh, to complete the mission uh, for whatever, you know, the purpose of that is. Um, So that's at least the general gist of at least what we knew from Spec Ops uh, with the Modern Warfare series. But now with uh, this new mode they call um, survival mode is basically a horde. Uh, where, you know, you get waves of enemies um, until you complete all of them. So this mode in particular of Spec Ops is going to be exclusive to PS4 until October 1st, 2020. Not the biggest deal, but still kind of shitty in terms of the exclusivity time, because that is very ridiculous because it's kind of reminds me of uh, Destiny's uh, messed up exclusivity with PlayStation where, you know, it was these exclusive weapons that you would get that, you know, would pre would, you know, be reasonable uh, at the release. But then, you know, um, towards the end of Destiny 1's life cycle and then presumably obviously where, you know, the other platforms get it or at least in this case, Xbox, it's like, well, this gun is not even legit anymore. I don't even want this trash. It is dumb. I don't even want to play this. So that's kind of messed up as, as all kinds of messed up actually. So, you know, and with that being in, you know, in play, it's kind of, 
just overall messed up, really. Uh, at, at overall, it's, it's still messed up, and especially you know considering the uh, crossplay initiative now with uh, Call of Duty. Um, this obviously would be a great opportunity for that, but again, you know, this is a dumb exclusivity deal with PlayStation in this case. <laughs> Ironically, uh, hypocritically, I'm totally fine with it with, uh, when it was my platform of choice for Call of Duty with Xbox, but uh, but at the same time, it was still reasonable though. It was like only 30 days of exclusivity of a map pack, and that was it. And then, you know, after that, it releases everybody, which is it was okay. It was tolerable. One month, I'm playing other games. I'm. It's not probably even a big deal to me. Uh, I can. I can wait. It's not. I'm not dying to play. Uh, if if it's one of my you know more favorite games, maybe. But in general, it wasn't that big a deal. Four weeks. Okay, fine. Uh, I know they previously had it where there was going to be map exclusivity, but like for one day or something like that, or I think up to one week. Um, but I guess, yeah, they, uh, it seemed like a last minute change where they now switched it to, uh, this survival mode being exclusive, which is unfortunate, but it's not the worst thing in the world, but still it's pretty messed up. Cause I, I would have liked to play this mode and, you know, with friends across platform, but I'd have to go PlayStation, but then at the same time, it's like, I, I could see myself, um, uh, considering the uh, cross-platform uh, initiative of this, I do see myself playing um, or getting it for multiple platforms just for that convenience. Uh, so maybe uh, at least from playing the beta uh, now, uh, at least my platform of choice feels like it's still going to be Xbox One X. Um, I messed with PC. PC was pretty cool, but I didn't really see a huge difference in terms of just performance compared to Xbox One X. Even at my PC being at the pretty much max settings, maybe there's a possible bottleneck. My PC isn't the most recent uh, of, you know, up to date. Uh, 1080 Ti i7 7 600K or 6700K. One of those. But I know it's not up to date anyway, but Either way, um, yeah, messed up. I really hope this exclusivity is done soon, especially the next generation where, you know, this is less of a pain, uh, especially, you know, third party stuff where it's just, ugh, why? I mean, I get it, but at the same time, why? Why so long? Like, let's say if this was the same exclusivity as the map packs, like, um, you know, as tradition was previously, this would be okay. This would be like a minor hiccup. Like eh, I could wait 30 days to play this mode on another platform, but uh, until October 1st, 2020 majority of the, you know, call of duty wave, which, you know, I'm, I, I, I'd include myself in that where, you know, I'm generally, you know, move on from the previous call of duty to play the you know next one that's out. If it's good, if it's not, then I'll, you know, maybe stick with the latest one. Uh, but then obviously there's so many other games I play in general, but, yeah, that's messed up, though. Hopefully, you know, ugh, that changes. Maybe. I don't know, man. That's messed up in general. Uh, next in news, um, Microsoft had their event as well. I think it was weirdly the same day as State of Play 
where they uh inside xbox no i think inside xbox is their regular weekly show though but they did have some st- substantial news at least in particular uh was an update on project x cloud which is the game streaming service uh that lets you stream xbox games um to generally i think the focus is uh, at least in terms of this beta for phones specifically um not sure if it was anything else really yeah looking at this article on Kotaku um Microsoft's technical game streaming will be hands-on for of a select few players of the public next month Project X Cloud will let you play Xbox One games via the cloud without the need for a console now today we'll begin a public trial in October uh, there will be a few titles, Halo 5, Gears 5, Sea of Thieves, Killer Instinct through an Android phone or tablet with an Xbox One wireless controller connected via Bluetooth. Uh, meant to work over Firefly or data connection, but the proof of the whole experience will be how well it works as you play on a, on a go. So, and they, what's interesting, they recommend five gigahertz Wi-Fi. Or no, yeah, we do. Yeah, 5G is somewhat. No, it's 4G. Not many, uh, not even the latest iPhone doesn't have 5G. Um, so obviously they're going towards Android. Um, yeah, 5G Wi Fi or mobile data connection and then 10 megabits down, which is reasonable. Uh, at least the 10 megabits uh, down, 5 gigahertz. That's. Not really on many devices, at least specifically, they're allowing a lot of Android devices. But uh, says it plans Microsoft say they plan to uh, support more devices and more games. Obviously, like iOS is out of this whole equation, um, I guess down the road, but it'll be free a public trial. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. And you can sign up now, so I think I will sign up. I'm I'm just curious to see how it is. I know, kind of in the in the wake of uh Google Stadia and stuff. You know, obviously or eventually this is gonna be the norm, in some extent, when they finally I guess figure it out fully. But yeah, definitely, obviously not my way to play. I never see myself really doing this unless maybe I'm in a bind or. I'm traveling somewhere, but outside of that, don't really see myself utilizing this. Normally when I'm out or on the go, I'm not really, don't really like bringing my consoles with me, uh, unless I'm going somewhere like substantially long. Like if I'm going on a trip somewhere, going to another, another, uh, city or state or whatever, then I would bring it if I, you know, it's going to be a commute and I have some time. But outside of that, I don't generally travel or, or like even play games on my phone, like iOS games and stuff like that. I guess for those that don't know, I am uh, in a, a reluctant, <laughs> reluctant iPhone user uh, with the current one, iPhone 11 Pro Max. So, yeah, that's cool, though. That's cool. Don't get me wrong. I guess I just hate what this leads to, to, you know, uh, 
us not having consoles to play or have or physically, you know, uh, embellish ourselves in, if you will. I don't know. Just having something physical to, you know, be more reliable than something that could potentially go down. And then, like, if your internet goes down, you're screwed and all that. So either way, interesting news. So um, some interesting stuff, I guess. Uh, uh, it's somewhat, I guess, still semi rumor, but House of the Dead, the house of the dead. <laughs> Actually, no, I think it's better with the deep voice. The House of the Dead. Actually, that's pretty good. That sounds like a remake version, right? That's not like a remake version. The House of the Dead. <laughs> that is fantastic. Got, got to do it one more time. The House of the Dead. <laughs> oh my God, that is the best. Um... So yeah, the House of the Dead 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch. Um, This is somewhat semi-confirmed. This is according to uh, Nintendo Life. Uh, So basically, uh, the Polish studio Forever Entertainment, who are also remaking um, Panzer Dragoon, which they confirmed, I think, at the last Nintendo Direct, I believe. Um, They were making the... uh, House of the Dead games, uh, which we last seen, I believe, on the Wii, which I do have. Um, those games are great. Um, but they said it's, yeah, they're, at least according to the, the source, um, we've only got a Polish source for this news at the moment, so we're not 100% uh, of the scope of the, this project, but we'd assume it will take some form the same form of as the aforementioned Pranzoon Dragoon remake, which intends to give the existing game a HD lick of paint. The games are due for release next year. This is pretty dope. I totally am gonna get this. Just the just the cheesiness of uh, the whole titles as a whole. Uh, suffer like G did. <laughs> Dogs are they a mess. It's time we made our move. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh man, I have to stream that one day. I really would. Oh man, I'm very curious how they're gonna handle the uh, cause I don't know. It they they definitely it's it's a given they have to do motion controls for that game like the Wii. Um, I'm curious to see how that's actually gonna play because there's never been a uh there's never been a Wii game i mean a, a switch game i played where i necessarily had legit motion controls i know they're out there but um i don't know i've never i've never uh, seen them before you know or seen it actually in action i know it somehow uses the infrared on one of the uh, switches, I mean, uh, one of the Joy-Cons. But uh, outside of that, I'm very curious to see how that kind of comes into play. Because I don't know, I, uh, if this is just strictly analog only, that would be a huge uh, disappointment. Maybe some dedicated gun gun attachment that kind of incorporates the light gun. I mean, uh, the I- IR sensor to some extent, that'd be cool too. Um, I'd totally buy that if, if that was required, but overall, I was very, very happy to hear this today. 
the greatness that is uh, the 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 house of the dead. <laughs> Got it. One more time. One more time. <laughs> the house of the dead. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's rich. That's rich right there. Okay, so that pretty much covers most of the news. I guess we'll kind of get into some off-topic type stuff that I want to talk about. Probably the biggest interesting thing that came out, I think, today. Uh, it seems to be legit. It's been reported on... Uh, let me refresh it. Did they update? Let me be sure. Yeah, this seems like it's legit. Let me refresh. Just to be safe. No update that this is not real. No, man, this is real. So I find found it very hard to believe, but uh, this is actually a thing, man. So uh, Samuel Jackson and by Samuel Jackson, I mean Samuel Mother Jackson, Samuel Mother Jackson. Yes, they deserve to die. They, I'm getting tired of these mother snakes on this mother plane. L. Jackson. Uh, it's been announced that he's going to be uh, a celebrity voice on Amazon Alexa devices. <sighs> and I swear this was a parody at some point. I think somebody, I think there's been a couple of videos circulating around where he was, um, he was, um, you know, it was just totally a satirical take on Alexa. Like, what's the... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, I forgot you were listening. Always listening. Like, very creepily. Always listening to what I say. I don't like that. Um, that, uh, yeah, like, the most unlikely choice that you would have as an Amazon, uh, as a, for an Alexa voice, would be Samuel Jackson. And lo and behold, Samuel Jackson is going to come to the Amazon Alexa. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to have to do it. This is Samuel Jackson. Why would you not want that? Ugh. Wake up, mother. Wake your. It's about time to get up. Do you want an Amazon Echo? Get one right now. Uh, that's just, this is going to be entertaining more than anything. It's going to have me rolling. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, Alexa, what time is it? Nope. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I mean, oh, what's the, all right, damn it. Jesus. I'm sorry. Shut up, Alexa. I'm sorry. I didn't, wouldn't, never mind. Oh man, Ugh. Jesus, man, yeah, just, just you about to, you know, uh, what time is it, Samuel Jackson? Well, the f fucking no, you better get your damn ass up and get the time, bitch, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be great. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, that's gonna be great. He better cuss. I'm going to be super disappointed if he don't cuss. That's going to be a huge missed opportunity where he's been notably most known for uh, 
he better be cussing. You better give me like a uh, some some uh, profanity DLC or something. Because <laughs> I guess uh, I'm looking at the article now. Uh, this is based on CBSNews.com. So yeah, enabling Jackson's voice isn't free. Amazon says the introductory price is ninety nine cents, and the regular price will be four ninety nine. I don't get that. Introductory price ninety nine cents and regular price is four ninety nine. So maybe ninety nine cents to demo it, and then if you want to permanently buy it, is four ninety nine. I am not sure about that. Uh, I think they intentionally left that vague for a reason. Oh yes, you can. They confirmed it. So yeah, they said to get the voice, you simply need to say the name introduce me to Samuel Jackson and decide whether they would like the explicit or clean version. The actor is known for his frequent very quote. Yes. Use of profanity. I'm about to say like, how would you have Samuel Jackson and not have him cuss? That just, that just does not, that, that's just like, it's like having mortal combat and not have the fatalities. You know, we, we already know what happened for that. For like, you know, Marvel's DC universe, how horrible that game was, you know, just, just like, you know, like soft core porn or something, you know, it's like, it's, is it's, it's kind of there, but it's, it's not really. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, but I digress. You know what? Let's do it live right now. I think they said it's, I think they said it's live right now. We'll, we'll try it. Alexa, introduce me to Samuel Jackson. Hmm, maybe he'll give us a sneak peek. Sam, do you want to say something? I'm Samuel L. Jackson, star of stage, screen, and coming soon to the cloud. You'll be able to enable Sam's voice for an introductory price of 99 cents, beginning later this year. Okay, thanks, Alexa. You're a real one. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Oh, my God. I'm getting that. I'm definitely getting that. Boy, what? Samuel Jackson cussing your ass out, waking your ass up. Oh, man, boy, boy. Oh, man, my Alexa just got way more interesting. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Oh, man. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, moving on on up, man, that, that is great. Jesus. Um. So I guess we'll get into off topic stuff in terms of uh, what I've been playing uh, specifically. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, we did cover uh, modern warfare in terms of. Um, um, pretty much the beta. So um, the beta last weekend uh, introduced the cross play functionality now. So pretty much it um, opened up for Xbox and PC players who weren't able to play the previous week weekend, which was a the dumb exclusivity exclusive to PS4 players. So uh, this past weekend, um, they basically now introduced a crossplay feature. And, you know, I mentioned a lot of the aspects uh, the past weekend or last episode about it. Um, and yeah, I pretty much had the full effect of, uh, pretty much call of duty on all platforms. Um, I played, 
a fair amount on the Xbox One version. Probably play maybe five to six matches. And then after that, I played uh, on the PC uh, via controller because I really like the, um, that's actually what, what uh, interests me to the PC versions that you get matched with other controller players if you play from controller on PC. Uh, so you get matched with PS4 or Xbox players or both um, if you do that. And, uh, you know, I did. And uh, for the most part, it seemed pretty good. Uh, it was some weirdness where I was matched with some keyboard players. And I guess the same for Xbox, at least when I was playing that. I didn't play any of the PS4 version since I pretty much played all of it last the weekend before. So I pretty much got the full effect. Um, but yeah, like I was mentioning earlier, the my PC didn't really give me any noticeable difference. Uh, but at the same at the same time, I was playing on my TV uh, versus my monitors, which, you know, um, HDMI is always somewhat funky in terms of, you know, PC to TV in some instances where, you know, not getting your full frame rates or, you know, frames per second and all that. So, I mean, that may may have come into play so i could probably give a some slight benefit of the doubt i didn't try to test it on a monitor as well but from what i tried on the pc it looked very similar at least from what i could just see um to the xbox one x version um i'd probably have to check out a digital foundry video to kind of uh, maybe confirm or deny some of those suspicions I did have, or at least initially playing it. But I ran into some weird glitches too on the PC beta. I know sometimes when I was spawn in, uh, like, you know, uh, when you spawn in after you die, you will zoom in. But sometimes it would just skip the whole animation and just be a black screen for like five seconds. And then you go uh, to the player, which is, you know, jarring at times. Um, Outside of that, the frame rate seemed to be more noticeably uh, chuggier on the PC, considering I'm playing like it full 4K resolution and I had everything on high, but I tried messing with some of the settings, turn some of the settings down that might might have affected the performance and all didn't really seem to have any substantial difference that I noticed. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably still pick it up later down the line if it goes on sale, but I still see my primary platform uh, being an Xbox One X for that. Um, yeah, just like the controller better overall, uh, just the experience of not having just random weirdness and, you know, uh, just the performance um, just consistently uh, feels like I'm probably going to rock with the Xbox One X, my primary platform. But the awesome thing about that is that I'll be able to play with my PS4 friends if they decide to play. Most of my PS4 uh, friends don't necessarily play Call of Duty like that. Um, but then, you know, if people on PC want to play, uh, that well, I guess that's a whole nother, um, I guess, um, thing of worms. Uh, because of, you know, if I do want to play with PC players, more than likely they're going to be on keyboard and mouse. So I probably have to switch the keyboard and mouse I want to, or just tough it out and, you know, uh, show, uh, show them, show them these sticks if they, if they really want it. But, um, yeah, all in all, 
pretty satisfied with the demo. I mean, beta, it technically is a demo too, really. They just think that just terminology has just picked up so much popularity now. That's kind of like becoming like a, you know, I guess then it's basically the new demo really now. Beta is kind of like the new demo in my opinion, but I digress. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Aside from that, lot of freaking monster hunter, baby. You know it. That grind don't stop. Don't stop grinding until you can't get enough. Okay. Want to be the best monster hunter in the world. Um, I don't even know. There's no rankings on monster. Hunter. Why am I even <laughs> want to be the best, but there ain't no form of rankings. I guess technically if there's that, uh, there was that one monster hunter event, I guess that's technically how you would kind of rank yourself in terms of how you are as a legitimate monster hunter or whatever. But now I'm starting to get into the legit meatiness of monster hunter in terms of just, you know, standard grinding, trying to get uh some of our weapons. Uh, I was trying to get this sweet ass. Uh, what was the sword called? Uh, this Rotobond sword where basically it incurs sleep. Uh, for those that don't know, um, in monster hunter, there's like various elemental properties that you can, um, that your sword may possess that you gives you an advantage against other enemies. So if you do do that, um, it will, you know, uh, if there's a particular monster that's weak to a different element, it will be substantially weaker because of that. If you, uh, fight it with a, you know, element that it's weaker to stuff like that, you know, that comes into play, you know, water beats fire and generally that's the kind of the general rule, but there's some weird kooky, uh, except exceptions to that. I'd assume as with the other monsters, monster hunter games, like dragon is really good against dragons, which is weird. I never, you never think that, but, uh, in some cases that, that actually is effective, at least from the older monster, hunter, uh, monster hunters that I was playing. So weird interesting stuff but uh yeah overall still the hooks the hooks got in me man got the fulfillment of beating the story and then now the end game's coming into play and then uh, what i was talking about earlier there's this guiding gilding lands where you got to try to progress those i guess to presumably um you know unlock more technical story stuff or you know official end game stuff if you will so, uh, but outside, I've just been taking my time with it and, you know, uh, just having a pretty steady pace in terms of how I'm going into the game. So, I mean, overall, man, Monster Hunter Iceborne is great. Uh, got this Yakumo armor. So now I could play with Noah with my nipples out. Very excited about that. <laughs> I could be hunting monsters. I could be, uh, Fucking up double Joes with my nipples out is, is the greatest thing. Gotta let them nipples breathe, man. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I mean, thoroughly enjoying that overall. Um, but yeah, that's all I've really been playing lately. Um really nothing I'm seeing in the horizon in my immediate radar that I maybe have have uh not for uh that I may have possibly forgot. But um yeah, outside of that, I'm trying to think, can I play anything else? No, that's pretty much it, really. Um, Monster Hunter Ice World, Mo- Monster Hunter Ice World, <laughs> Monster Hunter World Iceborne is great. Uh, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think that will conclude Switching Sites episode 24. Uh, as always, you could uh, follow me uh, on Twitch TV slash a switch where I've been uh, regularly streaming the show live for uh, viewers that are interested in viewing. So or doing so viewing so applies to but you know what I mean? Viewing so, doing so, all applies the same, right? No, right? Um, yeah, Twitch TV slash a switch. Um, you can also catch me on YouTube, youtube.com slash a switch. Um, if you're listening to this podcast on uh, popular podcasting platforms, which at the moment, include uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. Feel free to like, uh, downvote, don't like. Um, I hate this show. Uh, all feedback is appreciated. <laughs> um, outside of that, uh, oh yeah, if you have any uh, questions you'd like to submit for the show that I'll read when I get enough, uh, feel free to Submit any um, questions you have to aswitchtv at gmail.com as well. Um, and yeah. So I think that's going to do it for Switches Sites episode 22. Thank you for watching and listening, whatever platform or media form outlet that you're viewing it from. And until next time, guys. Um.